How you doing there, folks? Uh, this is Jeff. And Kelly. We have been doing a show called Crash Course Cinema, which has been a bunch of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just finished Return of the Jedi. Um, so we finished the original trilogy for Star Wars. But as much fun as it was, uh, for one, it took a long time to get an episode done. It, yes. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, just the length of the movie, me trying to remember everything, you know, you kind of got to do it in sessions. Also, um, life. Yeah. Because it takes so long to get one done, uh, it takes a while to get it out. And so mm-hmm. we wind up only releasing, you know, one episode a month, if that. Yeah, hopefully. And on top of that, it's also a show very much built on me talking to Kelly and Kelly not having as much uh, room to talk. So it's like, oh, the whole fucking point is discussion. So it's like... <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna try something a little different. We're gonna do uh, a little more shorter format shows, uh, a little more general movie talk, but hopefully still making it fun and entertaining. Title just comes from uh, one of my favorite dinners, which is popcorn for dinner. Yes. Because you know if you're having popcorn for dinner, then chances are you're probably watching a movie, and yep. what's fucking better than that? So uh, essentially, here we we decided to start it off. We just kind of went with it. We didn't we didn't really have a subject we were gonna talk about, so we just sort of started talking. So we're basically, we're just going to cut you in right when it starts to get interesting. Also, as a heads up, uh, there's going to be some spoilers in here for uh, Midsummer, Hereditary, uh, Inception, and the uh, little-known pile of garbage, Righteous Kill. So this is episode one of uh, Popcorn for Dinner, and uh, we now take you to a conversation currently in progress. <laughs> That's not mm-hmm. the bad movie. Um in like 2007, 2008, something like that. All of a sudden it was like, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro in a movie together for the first time in, you know, 15 years, whatever. You know, like that was sort of like how people were hyping it up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, they're going to be in this like detective movie and they're both like old grizzled cops and yeah. And it was called Righteous Kill. And it was fucking horrible. It is a terrible <laughs> movie. It is so fucking bad. I, I like it's embarrassing that that's the second <laughs> time that they like share screen time in a movie. It's such a such a forgettable afterthought of a movie. It's a, it, I I went to go see it pretty much solely because of that. Yeah, I was like, I was bored. It's like 2008. So what? I'm like 19 or something like that. It's not yeah. like I got a bunch of other shit to do. Like, yeah. So it's like, all right, fine. I'll go and I'll see this fucking movie. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg's in it, too. Okay. As like a cop. I'm pretty sure it's Donnie Wahlberg. But yeah, Donnie Wahlberg's <laughs> in it. Uh, it's like him. Fuck, it's him and someone else. I want to say like John Leguizamo, but I'm, I think I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but it's Donnie Wahlberg and someone else. And they're playing like younger cops who are like trying to figure it out. Because I guess there's some like serial killer on the loose or some shit like that. It's been okay. a long time since I've seen it. So Have you I, seen I'm it really, since then? I don't think so. But, okay. I'm, but I'm like, there, there's just there's such a specific thing about that makes it so dumb that I, I do somewhat remember <laughs> on top of it all. But like the beginning of the movie, you're you're watching like a, a video being made. Or not you're not watching a video being made. You're watching someone who's like, you know, being filmed with like a digital camcorder. Okay. And that someone is Robert De Niro. And he's standing there and he is he's reading something. Basically he says like uh, okay. I maybe I don't remember it as well as I thought I did. But he gives his name. And mm-hmm. he says that, like, I'm the one who's been killing these people or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it does the whole, like, flashback in time before this happened, you know, week, two weeks earlier. Yeah. And uh, it's showing, like, him and Al Pacino's character. And they are on, 
like this case that he was talking about, like someone mm-hmm. someone shooting a serial killer, like shooting people and killing them and leaving clues or whatever. Yeah. The whole fucking movie, De Niro and Pacino call each other by nickname the whole time. Okay. They never use their names. They're like, hey, what's up, rooster? Like, not much, dickbag. I don't remember the fucking <laughs> other name. But they call each other nicknames the whole movie. And so does everybody else. What? Everyone in the movie only uses their fucking nicknames. And the whole reason is so that at the end of the movie, it's a twist when it turns out it's Al Pacino who is actually the one doing the killings. And he's going to kill Robert De Niro, but hes I think he's given Robert De Niro his like confession to read on the camera. Okay. So he's reading... Pacino's confession and reading the words, I am, you know, Brian Robertson, whatever the fuck his name was, (laughs) you know, and it's like, oh, my God, that's the only reason that everybody calls them by their nicknames is so that you don't figure out that twist. Yeah. Five seconds into the movie when they fucking start calling each other by the other name. Yeah. And it's like, how do you let that be like the linchpin of your fucking movie? That's. Where it's that like, is awful. I don't understand how I don't understand how that's how that script gets written, and I don't understand how Robert De Niro and Al Pacino sign on to it. Yeah. So this one, fucking the Irishman being this is like this is like wiping that one off the map. Like forget about that one. This is the real this, Robert this is, De Niro yeah. Al Pacino movie you've been waiting for ever since Heat. <laughs> Nobody cares about Righteous Kill. <laughs> I'm okay with that whole ant like de aging stuff the cgi that they do nowadays mm-hmm. a lot <laughs> a yeah. whole bunch um i'm hoping that it winds up looking looking good yeah the trailer it looked okay it wasn't great mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like i know that robert de niro is not that young anymore so yeah it's never gonna feel real no matter how good it looks because it's yeah. gonna be like oh, oh that's weird i like the fact that i'm assuming that there's gonna be like further de-aging because in the in the trailer <laughs> It was like they made a guy who was 70 look like he's 50. Like, you know what I mean? Like not that, yeah. that huge of a jump. Have you That's... have you seen any movies with the like de-aging in it? Like have you watched any movies with that specific sort of thing going on? I don't think so. It became a big thing uh, in the Marvel movies. Gotcha. After a while. It's, it's, it's neat mm-hmm. how they do it sometimes. Sometimes it's a little wonky yeah like there's a really good one uh where they do like young kurt russell because okay. he, he's in the movie and then they have him sort of present as like a younger self mm-hmm. it looks pretty darn good but they do a really weird one in rogue one the the like essentially star wars new hope prequel movie okay where it shows the people going and uh and stealing the plans for the death star instead of it just being in the crawl okay and for one, at the very end of the movie, they have Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a essentially like a digital recreation of Carrie Fisher from 1977. Okay. Like I'm assuming they had an actress stand in and then they kind of put yeah. a de-age Carrie Fisher face on top. It does look a little weird. But the other one that was really weird, it was one of those things that I can't remember exactly when, but I remember my dad once talking to me about like, you know, you know, as technology gets better and better, eventually they're just, they're not even going to need the actors. They'll just digitally put them in the movie. I bet mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, you're crazy. I mean, that's CGI. Fucking they digitally recreated Grand Moff Tarkin. Like 
Peter Cushing's been dead for years. Okay. They digitally created him on top of like an actor. Okay. And had a sound alike do the voice. Oh. To create the illusion of Peter Cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin. Not like how some movie, like that mm-hmm. Han Solo prequel movie just had someone playing Han. Yeah. But in this case, it was like, no, Peter Cushing is going to play Grand Moff Tarkin again. But he's been dead for yeah. so long that Did they, he get they a cobbled it together. Credit? I don't think so. But it's just like the concept of like, yeah, we don't want to just recast Grand Moff Tarkin. Right. Like and have someone who like kind of looks like Peter Cushing. Mm-hmm. We want Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. And it's just, it was so weird. And it did not pass the human test, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> yeah. like to me. Right. There were some people out there who said that they like, you know, they brought someone to see the movie and that person never even questioned that it was a, a, a real person and not a, not a, like a CGI recreation. Yeah. But as soon as as soon as I saw it, it was like, oh wow, okay, mm-hmm. it's good, but it's still it's not there yet. It's not there yet. There's there's a lot of little things. They'll get there. I am terrified of that, and yeah. like not in like a oh god, our image being stolen, and you know that kind of. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's like eventually none of this is gonna be fucking real you're not gonna shoot on anything yeah you know what i mean it's like it's like all, all of a sudden it's like well we don't need the actors anymore yeah <laughs> so we'll just digitally make the actors and then well, well we just digitally make the backgrounds we just fucking make everything yeah. who cares and it's like well shit <laughs> <laughs> i get that you can do a whole lot more you know animating yeah. with computers and stuff but there's got to be a line somewhere <laughs> See, I think what helps prevent that from happening is the fact that, yeah, you can buy someone's likeness, but can you really digitally create their, like, personality yeah, as an I'm, actor? Like, yeah, it, like the choices they would make yeah, and whatnot. Because you could definitely, you know, there's, there's fucking, I bet you can find a hundred people who could do like a oh, oh, Robin Williams voice. Yeah. And, you know, have someone sort of act like him, like in his body motions mm-hmm. to to play the part and then sound the part with the voiceover and like have it be like, oh, yeah, Robin Williams. It's like, yeah, but that dude's right. brain was so fucking wired different. Yeah. That it's like he would make the choice that nobody would ever imagine is right. is even a choice. It's not right. even like, that's the weirdest choice. It's like that wasn't even on the table. Yeah. <laughs> he, he walked decided. in and sat on his head. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's Robin Williams for you. It's just like, you, yeah, you can't recreate that. Yeah, something weird like that. It's like that. That's that's definitely a an avenue that would be very difficult to. Yeah. To like, but see, for smaller things like you know, like a small like one or two line part, like I could see that being like a norm. Yeah. Digitally putting like old actors into a movie to just like tip their hat towards the camera. Like they don't even say a line. Yeah. It's like, was that fucking. I almost said Clint Eastwood. It's like, wait a minute. Not done yet. Is that young Clint Eastwood nodding at old Clint Eastwood? <laughs> what would be really weird is like, think of, because think about like a sequel like, uh, like Dumb and Dumber 2. Okay. It's like not even, you don't even have to have seen the movie. Or anything about it, just knowing the concept mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, so Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels in the 90s were like 30s, mm-hmm. you know, like early 30s, mid 30s. I don't, I don't know exactly what their ages were supposed to be, but in, in that age range. Right. So then you get Dumb and Dumber 2 20 years later, you know, mm-hmm. and now they're in their 50s, they're pushing 60. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's just not fucking funny anymore. 
Yeah. All of a sudden, it's, it's sad. Bad. It's so sad. You should not be playing these characters like in, it, at this age. I'm not even talking about like for the actors because it's like for the actors, it's a gig. I get mm-hmm. it. For the characters, yeah. it's like no longer is it funny to laugh at these guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially because I don't know what Jeff Daniels was doing because you know he was on that that show, The Newsroom. For for several several years, this real popular like okay. newsroom. It's I mean, yeah. it's called the newsroom. I've, pretty, I've heard of it. Yeah, I exactly. But I it's just seen. I haven't seen it either. Okay. <laughs> but I just know you know nominated for a bunch of shit. He was you know he was given a bunch of accolades mm-hmm. you know for his acting in it. It's like Jeff Daniels is a good fucking actor. Yeah. So then he comes. He grew up after Full House. <laughs> was Jeff Daniels on Full House? No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He just looks like the guy that was yeah. on Full House. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> But, you know, he, he's a really good actor. And so he comes back to play Harry in Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was a choice he made specifically as an actor, if he was told to do it, or if he yeah. just didn't even know he was doing it. But <laughs> fucking all of a sudden, he just has this, like, ridiculous lisp. What? And it's like, Harry didn't have a lisp in the first movie. And it just seems like Harry had a stroke or something. And you feel terrible. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like these guys are declining. They are so, <laughs> this is the saddest thing in the world. But you think about it. I mean, they'd never throw the amount of money at a Dumb and Dumber sequel to do it, mm-hmm. which is the big thing. But like, that's the kind of movie that that shit would be dope for. It's like, okay, you still have Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels to play yeah. the characters. Yeah. You just fucking age them down so that the sequel takes place in like 1998, a few years after the the first movie, not 20 fucking years after the first movie. Yeah. I've heard some rumors that this new Chris Nolan movie, Tenet, okay. is, I mean, rumors as in people are just making wild assumptions, but right. rumors <laughs> that it could possibly be somehow related to Inception like interesting in its, in its movie world i don't really know how much stock to put in it yeah you could go back and do a do like a sequel to inception and age everyone you know by now mm-hmm. and age everyone down and just take off that little bit of extra and make it like it takes place seconds after it you know not yeah. that that movie really i guess that's a terrible way to go Forget that. We'll just talk about <laughs> like no like the ending that was that yeah, was like no, the big controversy no yeah didn't they like all just like go their separate ways afterwards too? Like the job was done, so they all just yeah. They had their little like the little like uh, breakfast club moment of everyone like looking at each other and giving a little nod as they're like leaving. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting my bags. Like I'm on my way to the shuttle. We are strangers so they, going our separate yeah. ways. Definitely didn't just brain rape this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, man. Yeah. So weird when you really get down and think about it. It's like it's so cathartic at the end, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, all of this, you know, this fucking impossible seeming mission. They've they've done it, and they've they've accomplished their task. Cobb won't be arrested. You know, mm-hmm. oh, everything's working out. And you think about it, and it's like you still just helped a conglomerate take out a rival or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's such a weird thing where it's, it's like still a, a dirty <clears throat> deed. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Like congrats to you, I guess. Yeah. But you still like have, but that's his character. <clears throat> that's what he does. Yeah. He, you know, but I, I guess well, what's, what's really weird about it. And I, I'd have to watch it again to get a better, a real better sense of it. But just, I've just been thinking about it lately. So, what's his name? Is it Fisher, right? The guy whose head they go yes. into, right? Yes. Yeah, Fisher. I forget his first name. Okay, so, the, you know, they go into his head. 
first level, they fucking kidnap him. Right. Is I think that's when they like they force him to give them a number. Yeah. And it's just to set up in the next level the code to the safe. Right. To open it. And so like they 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 do a bunch of like mumbo jumbo talk about mm-hmm. like he's projecting his own whatever into, you know, he sees in the safe or whatever what he wants it to be. Right. <clears throat> and we're, you know, just sort of coaxing <clears throat> him. Yeah, we're kind of shepherding him in the direction we want him to go, but it's still a lot of his like subconscious stuff going into it. But like if you're with how much they're affecting it, when it comes to that like big cathartic heart to heart with his dad mm-hmm. at the end, it's like how much of that was his dad? You know what I mean? Like how that much was... of that was his actual thoughts about his father, and how yeah. much of it was like a real twisted manipulation by these people? Yeah. So it's like you, know, you see him, and you feel kind of happy for him that he that he gets that validation mm-hmm. that he always wanted, but it's like that might not even be real. Yeah. And it's like, are you just cool with that as a person watching and, you know, sitting there? It's like, are you cool? Like, it's like, he's happy. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, but it's fake. Yeah. But they don't really dwell on that. It doesn't seem like that's really supposed to be what you're thinking about. Yeah. That seems kind of tossed to the side. Like, okay, okay, everything's cool there. Let's see what Dom's doing over here. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and it's just like, because fucking he sits down and he talks with that dude, the like advisor guy. Mm hmm. And one time it's Eames right. pretending to be him. So that's all bullshit. Yeah. And then the next level, he talks to him again. But this time it's his actual like projection. Yeah, of it's him. his like subconscious projection. Yeah. But how much of that projection has been affected by, by Eames' portrayal Eames. Yeah. of him? So oh. it's like none of this is oh. fucking real at this point. You get down to that bottom and he's having this heart to heart with nothing. Yeah. And it's just, it's so fucking weird. And then they're just like, got our money, got my freedom, peace out. It's like, you just fucking, like that dude got on that plane with one mindset, fell asleep and just, and woke up and his brain was changed. Yeah. Through nothing of his own (laughs) doing. Really? Yeah. And that's what, I think that's what's so, so like cool about it too, is that it's like, it's got such, such a fun vibe to it. And like, sort of like a spacey ass, Bond movie feel to it that you're just totally enraptured in it that all that stuff just kind of washes over you you don't even really think about it yeah they call that fridge horror okay named after the like phenomenon of you go you know you go and you see the movie you go home you sit around for a bit you go to the fridge you open it up all of a sudden it dawns on you like oh that was fucked up yeah or you know (laughs) or it's like it takes a while for it to settle in speaking of fridge horror though okay does make me think that we can talk about even though we're a little bit late we can talk about the last movie that we went to see midsummer or midsomar as i've heard people say it in interviews with like ari aster and stuff like ari aster pronounced it that way no he, he never said it but the guy you know when he introduced him mm-hmm. he was like the director of the new movie midsomar and i'm like okay i get it i'm not gonna say it but yeah. i get it I used to be way about that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. About like, no, it has to be the way that they wanted it to be. Yeah. But in my head, it's like, I've been saying Midsummer the whole time because it look, it, it still looks, yeah. that's what it says, I guess. <laughs> a, a little a little piece of fridge horror that for some reason it didn't it didn't dawn on me. And this might be only for me. <laughs> like, it might not, it, there were probably plenty of people who when it was happening in the theater were just like, mm-hmm, gotcha. <laughs> but mm-hmm. for me, it took me a little bit longer. That little uh, spoilers too, I guess. 
Yeah, if, if you haven't, if, yeah, if you if, haven't seen Midsummer or yeah. Midsommar, whichever oh. you prefer. Also, if I've already ruined Righteous Kill for you, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in that dream sequence she has, when she wakes up and everyone's bailing on her, mm-hmm. and they're all in the car driving off. Mm-hmm. The end of that dream sequence when she like reaches out and she's trying to scream and like no sound comes out mm-hmm. and then all that like black smoke is coming out of her mouth mm-hmm. completely fucking went over my head of like, oh, car exhaust. Oh, oh. that's what's coming out of her mouth. It wasn't oh. it wasn't just like dream smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it was a specific thing relating to her sister. Damn. And I was like, oh, shit, I did not catch that one. I got that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. There is so. I mean, I I do wish that I, that we'd had an opportunity to like go and see it again. Yeah. Simply because I know there's so much shit I missed. I know. Oh my god. Ugh. Like I kept hearing, uh, reading online, fucking everyone talking about it and stuff, and you'd see a couple of them that are like, "Oh yeah, I caught that," you know, mm-hmm. or it's like, Ooh, "What about the the flower on her crown?" Like, "Oh yeah, I fucking saw that." It's I like, think everyone saw that. It yeah. was on her fucking face. <laughs> yeah. But then there were other ones where people were like, uh, "It's like, did you see the faces in the trees?" And I was like, "What? What?" Yeah, apparently, like during at least one of the like dinner or like lunch or whatever the fuck time yeah. of day it was scenes. Yeah, uh, like one back, of the eating times. Yeah, one of one of them eating times. Uh, apparently in the background, like some of the, some of the trees have like faces in them. Oh. And I was like, shit, I did not catch that. (laughs) Apparently that movie is like incredibly accurate from things I've read. I've never done acid. Me neither. But apparently people were, when they were watching it, they were like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Like, especially the not wanting new people right now. Yeah. Kind of thing. (laughs) People were like, oh yeah. A hundred times I've said that. (laughs) I can't deal with new people right now. There were, there are a couple of things that I, I would like to hear your your sort of opinion on one of them is a little is is kind of more trivial the other one's a little more of like a a a big sort of chunk of the movie that you would have to kind of think about Mm -hmm. um but when christian stumbles into that chicken coop and that british dude i forget his name now Mm -hmm. hung up in that blood eagle Mm -hmm. his like lungs pulled out behind his back Mm-hmm. Some people were like, oh, he wasn't really alive. He was just, that was just the acid or the whatever drugs he was on that made him think that he was breathing. I completely disagree with that. All the other things looked like very digitally manipulated, like in a more of like a trippy way where it's like, I know it's not moving, but, but it, it's moving. Yeah. So it's weirding me there's, out. There's movement on it, but it itself is yeah, not moving. Exactly. Sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. But in this case, when they showed those lungs, they were very clearly inflating and deflating. Like as yeah. a person was breathing, that like he was clearly alive. Yes, at that point in time, he was. Yeah, I don't understand why anyone would think the other way, but they I saw that and I was like, "Themselves feel better." I guess, <laughs> but, but I was that was just too horrible for yeah. them. Face smashed in by a giant hammer, that's fine, but no uh, spread eagle, <laughs> spread eagle. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, there was Spread Eagle in the movie. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yes, there was. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, moving but on. The other one, the other big thing that people have have uh, like sort of disagreed about, or at least there's been a theory, is that, I forget now, I know how it's spelled, but uh, Pele? Pele? I forget how they uh, pronounce it. Pele? 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 It wasn't Pele. <laughs> I would have remembered that. Pele? Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Pele. But people keep saying that they're like, he 
was the one who killed her sister and parents. I yeah, say I, no way. I say not a chance in hell. Uh, I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> so it's funny that you bring this up because when I was talking with Dave about it, uh-huh. uh, he mentioned that. Yeah. I do not think that he is the one that killed her sister and her parents. Yeah. For one, I feel like that robs that scene yeah, of its absolutely. of its gravity. If it's like, this was all orchestrated by the cults. Like, it is yeah. so much more heartbreaking if that was just what fucking happened. Yeah. And that that is what sends her into, basically right into the arms of these people. Where it's like, oh, do you need someone to be empathetic? Yeah. That's literally our game. <laughs> like, that's what we do. Yeah. We're fucking empathetic. Like, you need someone to fucking cry with. And, oh. and Pele just or uh, and he kn- Pele he, yeah. just happened to be there to see that that's what you needed. Yeah, I mean, especially and, especially because of how much time it like elapses, because they yeah. die in winter and then summer is when they come around to do it. Right, and it's like that's enough time for him to be like, oh shit, that happened to her. Oh shit, she yeah. would be perfect. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like exactly. it does. If it, 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 I feel like that's that's not the point of why it takes that long because obviously the movie split into like winter and summer you know with how much how much the seasons and all that stuff Mm -hmm. play into it where it's like it's very specific why it's like that but it happens to give it that length of time where it's like no yeah i think that's yeah that's probably what happened and not only that and this is the one that really sticks with me i don't buy at all that this cult has anything supernatural about it you know what i mean there is people are saying that well, 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 here's the thing. Like, I'm getting into it. Because, okay. you know, with Hereditary, it's very obvious that there's something right. very supernatural right. happening with these people. Yeah. So when people complain about, like, how did the cult orchestrate, you know, Charlie getting her head ripped off by that that specific pole that they marked? And it's like, because it's a fucking demon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, man. Damn it. I wish, I wish you'd seen Dogma. There's a great fucking line in it from Jason Lee. Like, I'm a fucking demon. Like, that's why that happened. Because yeah. I'm a fucking demon. Yeah. Like, we can figure this shit out. But with with them, it's very clearly just a bunch of people mm-hmm. living the way that they do based on the beliefs that they have and the drugs that they take. Yeah. And the crazy shit that they like that they believe, but nothing about it is supernatural. There's no like demon. There's yeah. no entity there's nothing that can like orchestrate events beyond the things that they're doing right you know yeah everything is clearly their own doing and they just use mushrooms to yeah you know mushrooms and acid and fucking whatever whatever they blew in his face before he went to bang the girl yeah it's just like oh my god so it's very clear that they are just a group of crazy people Mm -hmm. Um, kind of hippie-ish yeah so the fact that like she is wherever she is obviously they're in the same city i'm assuming um but you know she's in, at her apartment mm-hmm. you know trying to talk to her sister on the computer and calling mm-hmm. christian and you know freaking out about it calling her other friend mm-hmm. and christian and the rest of them and pele specifically are out at that like pizza place or whatever and they're talking yeah um for one he specifically mentioned like all they're all telling him to break up with her yeah you know what i mean and pele specifically is like yeah think of all the beautiful women you can impregnate which again fantastic foreshadowing line yeah right um but he you know he's very much trying to convince him to break up with her now it's been shown that he has like a thing for her yeah so that there very well could be some undermining there 
Where right. he's like, oh, no, yeah, totally. You should totally break yeah, up with her, man. Still an ulterior motive. Yes. But... He's still being a bit, he still definitely likes her and he still may really have wanted her to come. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had any any way of orchestrating what happened because they're in whatever fucking city they're in. I forget if it's specified or not. Yeah, I don't but, remember. Yeah, they are wherever they are. And fucking her sister and parents are clearly nowhere where she could get to them. Right. You know what I mean? I, I don't know the geographic location. I don't know if they're supposed to be somewhat nearby or yeah. if she's across the fucking country. Yeah. I don't even think it's supposed to necessarily matter. She but just, she can't get to Exactly. Them. She could not possibly get anywhere. So are you telling me that Pele like sent cult members, like flew cult members in from Sweden to come to whatever American city that is mm-hmm. to go and set that up? While he is with Christian, like, to give him an alibi for something no one would assume he would do anyway. Yeah. Like, if he's not the one doing it, then he's brought people to do it? He's hired people to do it? Did he go find a hitman? Like, how could he have orchestrated that? It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, if he wasn't there, if he showed up later in the movie, Mm -hmm. then it'd be like, yeah, okay. Much more believable then. Exactly. But But because he is literally at the table with them, it's like... Not yeah. a chance. Not They're, even the yeah. tiniest little bit of a chance. For a movie as fucking like crazy and all over the place and full of just like ridiculous shit. Because that's like the whole point of the movie mm-hmm. is like, when do you leave? Yeah. Like in this case, it's just like, at what point are you uncomfortable with these people? Yeah. Like uh, if you were there with them, like how 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 much of this would you take as, you know, mm-hmm. like that British couple? Yeah. Would most you... people would as soon as that happened, they'd be like, I am fucking out. Yeah. Like some people would have done it even earlier. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, it's just how much can you stand of this this group? Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that they're what are they again? They're like anthropology students, right? Yes. Yeah. So like they're interested in it. So yeah. it's like it, it's a it's a horror movie where instead of being trapped, they don't want to go yeah. until it's too fucking late. Right. But for as crazy as it is for all that shit that goes on, I feel like that movie is really straightforward. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. feel like it's really like a puzzle uh, box that you're yeah. supposed to be like unwrapping and unpackaging. It's just something that's like, oh, that's what happened. It set out to tell a story and it did just that. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's like, OK, so it's like. Her fucking, her sister killed herself and her parents. She's all alone. Mm-hmm. She needs someone to sympathize with her, someone to be there for her. Christian is kind of just lip servicing it. So he's yeah. not really giving her what she needs. She gets to this fucking crazy Swedish commune. Yeah. And slowly over the course of, you know, several days, realizes that they are the exact place that she needed to be. Mm-hmm. And she wins the. They, uh, that's another thing too is people talking about like that she was. Did they stage her winning? Yeah, which I could maybe see that if yeah. they were really like if they really really liked her. Yeah, they <laughs> you know really I mean? really wanted her. I mean, because it's, it's fresh blood for new babies. Yeah, you know, so that that I could kind of see, and especially like you know nobody was gonna leave. That's yeah. really like a big, th- I mean, it's a, it's a standard horror movie trope, but it's like yeah. none of these people were getting out of there, yeah. no matter how much you would have wanted them to. So it's like if, you know, if, if she wins the fucking May Queen competition and she gets exalted and is is shown all this, you know, wonderful, yeah. you know, like love and affection and, and caring, it's like, isn't that better? You know, she'll stick around yeah. instead of having to be like, oh, are you horrified by us? Well, I guess we'll have to kill you too. It's like, yeah. well, fuck it. 
make her the queen make her one of your people yeah it just makes sense but it just it feels like it was pretty darn straightforward everything it sort of everything it showed mm-hmm. you it did yeah you know what i mean like uh there's a poster the poster for like the italian release of the movie okay is that painting at the start oh with the you know winter and mm-hmm. spring and summer and all that stuff and so i was able to like actually look at it and it's super cool because it basically just tells you the movie yeah because it's like it shows her or like you know a girl mm-hmm. and around her is you know another young girl and then two older adults floating around okay and the like ribbons that are connecting them from her are like they're cut mm-hmm. so it's like Okay, those are her parents and her sister and her, and she's been separated from them. Yeah. And then in the next one, it shows the group, like, going to the whatever, you know, going to the commune. Mm -hmm. And Mark's got a little jester's hat on. (laughs) And it shows up in the corner, there's two people who are, like, upside down and a cliff behind them. Oh. So it's like, okay, there's the fucking people jumping to their deaths. Yeah. And then the last panel is, like, a big, long table with like the queen and flowers at the end and everything and all and it's just it's just like there's yeah. the mo- there's the short version yeah now watch these next three hours to watch the full long version because it was long yeah. but i mean i'm definitely fine with worth that. it though well that's about it folks so uh join us next time when we have a little more of a uh a little more of an idea of what we're going to be talking about ahead yeah. of time. <laughs> oh, a little more direction. <laughs> yeah, and something that hopefully has a has an actual beginning and ending. <laughs> uh, but thank you very much. I guess signing off for Popcorn for Dinner, I'm Jeff. I'm Kelly. Peace. Peace.